And then I ate too much chocolate. Oh, yeah? I'm lactose intolerant, so once I eat too much chocolate, my tummy hurts. Try to do the best you can. Try to be the best that you can. And you know what they say, try to reach for the stars. So whatever you think you're good at, go for it. If other people will find you boring or weird, or maybe they're just jealous of you, I say hell with them, do it. Do whatever you think is best. And someone told me not too long ago, from when they knew me, let's say back, let's say 2000, or 20 years ago compared to now. Of course, I'm, I'm more confident because it's just, I think, my outlook on life. And I find it shows when you talk to people, your presentation, even your vibe. Mm, yeah. You know, I mean, if, if someone, for example, is very negative, well, you're going to find that out within what, maybe a minute, sometimes even 30 seconds. It's all on, I find your experiences too. There's, there's a lot of weight on that. So if someone, let's say, has been through a lot, for example, like Mike Tyson, Tony Robbins once said this in a podcast, out of all the people he met in his life, he met uh, billionaires, Mother Teresa, kings, queens, emperors, uh, I don't know, just like you name it, celebrities, He's he pretty much met them all. And he said the most interesting person he's ever met, Mike Tyson, Why? because everything he's gone through, because he, he basically came from like a really poor neighborhood in, I believe it was Brooklyn, how he made it. He said it was pretty astonishing. I mean, for a guy who basically didn't have much of a future, basically became the probably one of the most famous boxers in the world. I mean, he's way up there with Muhammad Ali. Yeah. You know, and the fact that he made almost a half a billion dollars in his life, he lost it. He went to jail. Basically, I mean, like most celebrities, you know, he toured the world. But his outlook on life now is someone who's almost a philosopher. Like from what he went through and where he is now, it's pretty interesting. If you have a chance to just uh, even go on YouTube and just listen to Mike Tyson, if he's on a podcast, there's even one where he's uh, talking with Joe Rogan. He's actually really interesting. He is. Well, I think I think that highlights the importance of are you going to take interest in people who are Mother Teresa? Are you going to take interest in people who are, you know, a school teacher, don't do no wrong, that, that type of mentality? Or are you going to take interest in somebody that has a good story or a good stories? Because what you're, I think what you're alluding to is that, you know, Mike Tyson's got a few screws loose and probably not the, the most most, trust, stable. most stable, most stable person and trustworthy person. And he's been to jail and stuff like that. But his, he's got so much stories and experience and things that have happened to him or that he's done. So he has stuff to tell and he's and maybe on his part, he's probably learned from it too. Like, like you said, like he he's older and he's like a philosopher now, like he's reflected a lot of back on his life. He made half a billion dollars or a billion dollars and he lost it all. And he went to jail and he came back out and they got cartoons of him and he's a celebrity figure and people still pay him to do things and things like that. And, but there's, it's, there's all kinds of celebrities like that. Like he, I, I would love to be in a room. I would love to be in a bar with Patrick Stewart and William Shatner and have a drink with them. Yeah, because like for you, that's what you find interesting. And it's like, or even going back to Mike Tyson, it doesn't mean that, okay, just because you experienced so much, whether you did cocaine, you chased Don King, you went to jail, you lost money, and who knows what else you did that no that nobody really knows about. He basically did what he, he felt. Or I should say, he, he went through a lot. And... 
It doesn't mean that, let's say, if you're Mother Teresa, you just do one thing, you just want to help out people, that makes you less boring. I mean, I should say most people, yeah, they're going to find you probably not as interesting as Mike Tyson, but even though you did something that you really liked or really loved, people will remember you for that. It's just most people would go into a person's life that's done way more. For example, like Patrick Stewart, if no one, nobody knows, you know, he was on the, the show um, Star Trek The Next, the Next Generation. Favorite show. Was on that, yeah, exactly. My favorite show. When you're finished, yeah. I have a little story about Patrick Stewart. So uh, anyway, in the case of Patrick Stewart, it's like, I think he's probably one of the best actors that came out of England. Yeah. But wouldn't you agree? 100%. Yeah. And, and so people, know, people know him for his, uh, his big roles and things he's done. But he's done, like, if you listen to him speak and in his interviews, he's done a lot of theater and stuff like that. And uh, he starred in, like, uh, different older movies. And he's been in show. Like, he's been on a lot of things, a lot that people probably have never heard of or never seen. So on top of all his major stuff. But, like, for him, he really liked acting. I'm sure that's his passion. That was his his passion, right? That's it. And that showed. Uh, I shouldn't say most people. A lot of people probably just see him as the guy from X-Men or Captain Picard. You know, and you compare him to maybe another celebrity like, uh, let's say, Tom Hanks. Yeah. You know, he's probably more well known than him. But it, it all depends on a certain group of people like you. You just like Patrick Stewart. I mean, he sh- he basically did something that you really enjoyed. And I'm sure he probably really enjoyed. Well, I think I think I, I really love Star Trek The Next Generation. I like the character and the actor. And then you get to know the actor more and find out what else he's done. I, I can't remember the movie. He was in a movie. Uh, he was an older gentleman in this movie. He was wearing like a gray or silver suit and he was thrown in a grave and they were burying him alive. And I just remember him being in the hole crying and being, oh. bar- what movie was that? Wasn't it not a movie where he played like a neo-Nazi? I, I oh. don't, I don't remember. I honestly don't remember, but uh, like stuff like that sticks out in my mind. And, and, you know, and I've listened to a lot of his interviews and things and uh, well, it's a funny story. Actually, let me let me uh, leeway into that at work. Right. We're putting the kids on the bus. And at that point, I think our our classes, our specialized classes, the kids would leave school a little bit early. So we yeah. put them at the bus at like 2 p.m., 2.10, 2, something like that. So we get them all on the bus and the bus takes off and we have a, you know, I have a couple of minutes to kill. So I'm standing on the edge of the sidewalk and it's summertime. It's like June. I'm standing at the edge of the su- at the sidewalk, you know, like kind of teetering you know, on the road. And in front of me are, I would say, one, two, three, six to ten women that I work with. You know, they were just standing in front of me and we were all chit-chatting. And I'm they were kind of like in a, a semicircle. And I was like the one person alone standing at the edge of the sidewalk. Anyways, so I fall off the edge of the sidewalk because I'm I'm just like moving around and listening to what they're saying this this van pulls up beside like right beside me and almost hits me and i and i stop and i caught myself luckily and they stopped and they're like i turned around and guess who was in the passenger seat take a wild guess take a wild guess it's patrick stewart patrick stewart was in the goddamn passenger seat and i was so shocked and all the women were standing behind me they 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 i don't know if they realized who he was and i i was literally an arm's arm's length of him like i could have touched his face and I just, I was in shock and I turned around. And I'm like, holy shit, you're Patrick Stewart. And he looks at me, goes, yeah, I am. <laughs> and then they drive off. As there was a woman uh, driving the car. I guess she was bringing him back to wherever, his hotel or whatever. And he had the biggest smile on his face and he drove off and I almost got run over by him. And I looked at, I turned around to the, the teachers and the educators and everybody that was with me. And they're like, who's that? I'm like, that's goddamn Patrick Stewart. He almost ran me over. You don't know who that is. 
And they're like, no. And another woman's like, I know who that is. It's the guy who plays the captain guy there and all that stuff. Anyway, so it was a funny story because he was filming. He was filming a movie. I can't remember the movie. I, I know. I can't remember anything he's done, though. But I can't remember the movie. It was like a... I don't think it was like a big movie, but he was building a movie in the park right beside us in Westmount Park. Huh. Yeah. Oh. And they had trailers and everything there. And somebody had mentioned there was a movie being filmed. And I didn't even think anything of it. And then he drove by, almost ran me over. I, I to this day, I think it was the most funniest thing because his, his facial, like he was literally like, I'm, I'm really close to my computer screen right now. He was literally that close to me. And I didn't say, you know, to get two seconds for an autograph or, but I said, holy shit, that's Patrick Stewart. That's what I said. I, you know, I, I guess in the moment I, I was a little bit uh, caught off guard, but it was, it was pretty funny. I used to work at the Grand Prix as a, uh, basically a waiter. And it was super loud. I mean, basically, if you're working there, you need earplugs. It's that loud. I remember they used to always tell us when your shift leaves, you have to write down your name, your, your, I think we had a number. Or, I, I forget. I, I think it was just our name. And then it was maybe some information after that we had to fill out. Anyway, I couldn't find a pen and my shift was over. I'm looking around, I'm like, I just want a pen. I just want to get out of here. I really don't care who's, who's going to win uh, this Grand Prix. So I'm looking everywhere. I can't find anything. Then I see there's Gilles Villeneuve. Uh, sorry, not, uh, not uh, Gilles Villeneuve. Jacques, Jacques Villeneuve. Jacques Villeneuve, yeah. Yeah, Jacques Villeneuve. And I see him and he's maybe a couple tables down from where I am. I, I see some people, they're like... I think they wanted autographs or something. So anyway, I wanted to go up to Gilles Villeneuve. Uh, I keep seeing Gilles Villeneuve. Uh, Jacques Villeneuve. And um, one of the head, I think it was the manager of our department. He looks at me. He's like, you can't go and uh, and see uh, Jacques Villeneuve. Okay. It's, it's, it's only for people that are at this lounge. And I literally told him, I was like, look, there's so many people wanting an autograph from him. Because I think he had a pen or something. Uh, all I wanted to do was just borrow Jacques Villeneuve's pen. So I could <laughs> write my name down to leave. I didn't really care to to, to meet him. That's funny. And everyone looked at me. He was like, but he was it was Jacques Villeneuve. I'm like, well, I don't really care. I just wanted to leave. So as, it depends on who you meet. Sometimes Jacques Villeneuve, I would really make anything of it. But um, if I met like Anthony Hopkins, that'd be a different story. Oh yeah. Actually, uh, we were just talking about like different actors. I find one actor that doesn't really get a lot of recognition that I think is an A celebrity or he should be an A celebrity is Gary Oldman. Yes. You know, I think he's an amazing actor. I mean, if you look at all the movies he played from the fifth element, he was Mason Verger and Hannibal. He played Dr. Gordon in Batman. Oh yeah. He was even, um, he actually played Dracula in the, the movie Dracula. Like he played many different roles, you know, and even speaking of Dracula, I think he played like five characters in that movie alone. Like that's, that's pretty that's, impressive. That's pretty impressive. Eddie Murphy know? did that for, some of his comedy movies, but that, I mean, that was the slapstick humor, right? Even, even that, when he was in The, the Nutty Professor, I, actually, that that uh, that scene when everyone's at the dinner table, yeah. I know, is the, probably one of the funniest scenes in any comedy movie. It probably takes some planning and editing, editing to, to really put all that together. Oh, yeah, especially like 25 years ago. Oh, yeah. I'm sure yeah. it took more planning then than uh, it does now. Uh, well, they use a lot of uh, CGI and things for, you know, for movies today. That's it. Who else did I mean? Yeah. Actually, it's funny. We used to go to the Bell Center, not the Bell Center, the Molson Center at the time when we were younger. And you used to get tickets from your cousin who happened yeah. to be dating. The goalie coach of the Montreal Canadiens. Goalie coach of the Montreal Canadiens. Whose name is uh, da- um, Melanson. Melanson. Uh, Roland Melanson. Roland Melanson. That was his. So, so you used to get tickets and we used to go sit in the red section. Yeah, we had good seats. Right in the middle. So we used to sit, we used to sit with the wives and the girlfriends. Yeah. 
right? They were good looking. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah. we we used to sit with yeah. the wives and the girlfriends, and uh, you know, if they had kids or whatever, that's that's where they sat. And then in between intermissions, we would go to the uh, like the VIP lounge. the lounge, and and you would just sit there, and obviously we were not. Uh, I don't remember how old we were. We were probably teenagers. I think we were eighteen. Okay. 18. So we weren't, we weren't like, we were, you know, we weren't really drinking type of thing. So let's say we were 17 I, I, and then we would go get free hot dogs and Cokes, uh, like Coca-Cola yeah. and we would sit and drink. And then all these people would come in and at the time. I think Michelle Terrier was the coach. Yeah. Uh, Guy Carbonell walked in a couple of times. Um, some like, you know, Montreal Canadian hall of famers. And, and we'd see all these guys at the VIP, at the VIP lounge. And then we, and this happened a bunch of times. Uh, and then another time, we were leaving. We saw uh, Saku Koivu. That, that's what I was getting. Yeah. We, we we saw Saku Koivu. I think we spoke to him. No, uh, I no, I think we were leaving. And then you looked at me. You're like, was that Saku Koivu? And then I realized I'm like, yeah, I think you're right. It but was that, him because we were leaving and we didn't really see him, but he was coming our way. No, we were, we were, but we didn't leaving. we wave at him? Didn't he like wave back at us? I think you're right. Yeah. 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 He he wa- right. we waved and he waved back at us. And I remember he wasn't very tall, but he had like a good he had a silver, silver or gray suit on. He had a nice suit. And he was yeah, a good was build. A beige, yeah. yeah, a bit be- okay, beige. And uh I remember I remember we, we didn't get to chat with him, but I think he waved at us. And that kind of stuff happened all the time. And we would you would get tickets and we would go. So we would we would kind of meet people, but we were young. I guess we didn't know how to really experience that, you know. Like I, I how to talk with someone who's, I wouldn't say a celebrity, but when people are in front of the camera a lot, I, I find there's something a little bit different about them. I, I don't know what it is. I, there's something a little different. I mean, we all met someone that, whether they were a, a professional athlete, they were celebrities. I actually once, I met uh, Gilles Villeneuve. No, sorry. Not, I keep saying Gilles Villeneuve. I don't know what the hell I have. <laughs> I, I don't know what, what, what obsession I have with Gilles Villeneuve. Hey, Gilles. Uh, hey. <laughs> Who was the coach of the Canadians back in the late nineties? A coach of the nineties was there was a couple of names them. at the tip of my yeah. Um, Not Tremblay. No, it was after Tremblay. Who was after Tremblay? Um, he was he was coaching the Rangers not too long ago. Vigneault. He was also the Vigneault. That's it exactly. Vigneault. And actually, when I was in PEI, I actually met him when I was there at the Anna Green Gables when oh. the, where we went. Yeah, you met him there. I met him there, and I remember my I was with my grandparents with my aunt and her husband and my mom was there and i remember i saw him from far away and i'm like wait that's uh vino and i remember oh and my mom's friends were there too my mom's friend uh, the husband said hey why don't you go there and uh talk to him and i was kind of shy i was like oh, okay why not i mean i'll give it a uh, i'll give it a shot so anyway i went up to him i was like hey how's it going whatever i'll never forget this i said so i literally did not know what to say I was not really starstruck, but I didn't really know what to say. So I'm like, so um, are you going to come back to the Canadians? He's, and he's leaving. He's like, oh, trust me. I'm never going back to the Canadians. I'm done. And I was like, oh, okay. At least which, I know where he stands. Which wasn't, which wasn't true, right? Because oh, he, no, he came back. He did come back oh, in, in, okay. in the 2000s. I don't even remember that. Yeah, he had two stints in Montreal that I remember. Michelle Terrian, too, had two stints in Montreal. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Penelope Cruz at the Paramount Movie Theater. You never told me this. Yeah, I met her when I was uh, ripping tickets at a door when uh, I worked there as, at the movie theater. Like I was, you know, you do everything, but I was mostly ripping tickets. And she was with somebody that I, maybe a friend, I don't know who it is, I didn't recognize. 
but I, I recognize her. Not that, not that I was like a big Penelope Cruz fan, but I think I, I it must have come up that week. I must have been talking to somebody about her, or I saw a picture of her. Anyways, I saw her there, and I ripped her ticket, and I, I said, "Oh hi, uh, nice to meet you," or whatever. I said, "I'm not gonna make a big deal," or I didn't ask her for an autograph or anything. She, said, "Oh, thank you." You know, she was really, she was really low key. Like she had a hood on. She didn't want to be recognized. You know, so I didn't make a big deal about it. That would that would happen quite a bit at the the movie theater downtown in Montreal. Like you would. You would get people coming in, celebrities that were just really low key, don't want to be bothered. That was a long time ago. A couple others, I don't remember speaking to some of the managers and the staff there. Like they would, they would get all kinds of people coming in all the time, and they uh, discreet, always discreet. They really didn't want to be bothered. Ah, I'm a superstar. They didn't do that stuff. They just really regular, simple clothes, uh, cover their face up, sunglasses, stuff like that usually. And I hated that I, job so much. Actually, come to think of it, once I remember I was on Queen Mary. And they used to have a restaurant, but now it's closed. Now, Queen Mary's a street. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. It's true for all, all the listeners. Uh, Queen Mary's a street in Montreal. And uh, I was walking down on Queen Mary and these, there was a restaurant that's not there anymore, right next to the Snowden Metro. I remember I was walking by and I saw a guy that was sitting at a table with like maybe five, six people around him. But I could kind of tell he was kind of like the center of attention. And I looked at him. I was like, this guy looks familiar. Was it me? Sure enough, he was, uh, <laughs> he, maybe. It was actually Mickey Rourke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was Mickey Rourke. He looked terrible. I mean, for a guy who was making millions of dollars, man, he could have dressed better. Like, he kind of looked homeless. He did. He doesn't care. He just does whatever. That's it. That's and I remember he had, a, yeah, he had a big head. Jesus Christ, man. Man, his head was like a stone. It was like, uh, like I, I felt like it was like a watermelon. Like, He's enough. He's another guy that you probably want to sit down and, talk and listen to. He probably has a lot of stories. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he does. I'm not saying they're great <laughs> stories. I'm just saying he's a lot of, you know, weird stories or stuff that's happened to him. Oh, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Who's that? Who's that local guy? Uh, a local Montrealer slash producer, Jay. You know what I'm talking about? Jay Baruchel. He's an, he's an actor. Uh, oh yeah, I didn't even know he was from Montreal. I met him uh, and his friend at uh, Target. Not a pleasant experience. I think uh, I, I think I bumped into his friend, or his friend bumped in. Actually, his friend bumped into me. I was looking for boots or shoes, and his friend bumped into me. I look up. I, I must. Uh, was I leaning down? No, I was had my back turned, and then I turned around, and the guy was uh, was being a jerk. He was cursing me out because he thought I bumped into him, and I <laughs> I looked at. Him. and i was like just just leave man just just leave like you're, you're obviously on something you're, you don't look good your eyes are red and, and there's cameras everywhere like just just walk away like it's not good and uh his friend and jay was there and uh, you know he didn't say nothing but his friend was acting like an idiot so you know two hot shots trying to trying to look good and i wasn't having it they're like you know who i am yeah i know who you are it's okay just go but now but now you know how he is in real life yeah well to be fair just because you meet somebody in a situation like that doesn't mean they're like that all the time or there could be a one-off bad day or just not thinking or you're being silly or whatever but i was just wasn't too impressed Actually, one guy I met, uh, I didn't talk to him, but was uh, the former Prime Minister of Canada, uh, Brian Mulroney. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was at a charity event because I was taking a course in uh, hotel management. and Which we mentioned last time. Remember, we gave your credentials and I told everybody you got a degree in hotel management and we have a tiling, oh, yeah. bachelor's in sociology. Yeah. Aha. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, very uh, true, very yeah, true. Yeah. Anyway, when we were at that, that event, they told me that I was going to be like, kind of like guarding the door. I was like, how does, what does this have to do with hotel management? Like, well, it's because, you know, in order to get, because you kind of need like credits, which would go towards your, your course. So one of the credits was you'd have to be at this event and they would give different tasks to different people. Anyway, my job was to secure the bathroom. So at what point? Brian Marooney was there with a few other people. He came up to me and he's like, uh, can I use the bathroom? I'm like, no. He's like, oh, well, where, where, where can I go? 
I'm like, you can go around or something. So, I mean, basically, he, he I'm sure he looked at me like, this guy's a jerk. Or he's just doing his job. But I spoke to him. And uh, <laughs> it wasn't anything that he liked. <laughs> Like, I, uh, it's nothing that he would say like, oh, wow, this guy was a great guy. He's like, this guy just turned me away. And he probably really had to go too. It's probably a story he tells people. It's like, I yeah. remember <laughs> that time I went to this place and this guy wouldn't let me use the bathroom. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I, had to, I had to be so bad. And this guy, he's standing there and he just said no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like just go around the corner. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was one experience I had with a politician. And um, I met the, at the Metro when I was going to college when i was going to vanier in my first semester or my second semester i met barassa oh really yeah when he was um was the liberal party at the time robert barassa right no henry yeah. barassa robert yeah i know but i'm trying to remember which one he was running no it wasn't robert it couldn't have been robert it was robert barassa Robert Barassa, he was 22nd Premier of Quebec from 1970 to 76 and from 1885, from 1985 to 1994 in a liberal, uh, liberal party. So it wasn't him. It must have been, it must have been Henry Barassa. No, it can't be Henry Barassa. Henry Barassa is from 1899. What am I talking about? No, I forget. It was, for some reason, I'm thinking it was Barassa. So maybe Robert Barassa. I, I don't think it was him because he wasn't running at the time when I was in college. So it was somebody else. It was a politician for maybe one of the separatist parties maybe one of the pq parties or uh something like that at the time no sorry 2001 to 2003 so somebody was a politician i met from that uh, timeline at the metro at Ducalège. pretty yeah it was Ducalège because that's the closest metro to vanier right when you walk there after right they came up to me and were like you know trying to do their spiel and it's like excuse me are, are you what are you trying to push here <laughs> it's like well trying to push they just want to get votes and they're look they're francophones looking for voters who want you know everything anti-anglo and all that stuff and i was i I must have had my earphones in you know everybody had wired earphones at the time and that stuff and going to class and i was running late i took them off and i said i want to vote for you even if you're the last person on earth like you guys don't you guys don't respect the minority communities the english community so no and they were just like taken back by it or whatever i remember and it was there was a couple of those uh even the municipal councillors in montreal there was a couple like hey uh, you know register vote for us and stuff like that like sorry you go collect a six-figure salary to do what you do nothing i said i would not vote for you for the life of me and i know when you get a chance i i I get i tell people the truth like i don't care yeah there's a couple of them actually one guy that just came to mind that i met was uh actually just died not too long ago the guy who was um Working for Vince McMahon of the WWE. Oh, uh, Pat Patterson. My sister met Pat him. Pat Patterson. Yeah, Pat Patterson, exactly. Yeah, where'd you meet him? I met him actually at Gibby's, the restaurant downtown. Yeah. It's, yes! It's, oh, yes. he goes there regularly. He, he would go there regularly. It's a, it's a restaurant in Montreal, if anybody doesn't know. It's yeah, in Montreal. Yeah, uh, Gibby's, he would frequent regularly. I saw him a couple of times from a distance. My sister actually sat down with him a couple of times. I had a, a coffee. He passed away though, right? Yeah, I think about two years ago. Yeah, he passed away, but a uh, very nice guy I like to talk to and things like that from what you know, my sister told me and stuff, but uh, he was always there. I remember once we were walking, that was uh, me, my mom and her friend. I think it was our birthday. So my mom's friend t- took us out uh, for our birthdays. So as we're leaving... Pat Patterson was there. And then I saw him. Like the second I saw him, I, I knew it was him. So I, uh, I even went up to him. I shook his hand. I'm like, hi, you know, I just want to let you know, I'm, I've, I was always a big fan of, uh, of wrestling. And uh, you could tell like he could not be bothered. I mean, it was, he was okay, <laughs> but he could not be bothered. It was like, yeah, uh, whatever. Great. And then he left. I remember looking at his face. Man, man he looked bad he looked like a catcher's mitt i mean his face could hold an eight day rain he was an older guy he had some mileage on him you know like that's it that's it and i remember like as we're we're, we're leaving my mom's friend's like who was that 
I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll explain. Anyway, I was, I said, oh, you know, he's part of like the WWE. He was, he was even a wrestler back in the day. And then I remember we're waiting for our cars because it was valet. Next thing you know, there's like, they look like gangsters, like tattoos everywhere. And, and then my mom's friend looked at me and she's like, oh God, I hope you don't know these people. I'm like, no, don't worry about it. I don't know these people at all. And when I was working at Union Electric, which is a store not far from where I live here in Montreal. A lighting store. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's a lighting store. And uh, I met the, well, she wasn't the premier of Quebec at the time, but uh, Pauline Marois, I met her there. And she had like an entourage. And I remember I was working in the, it was like, like the dimmer section with like um, fixtures and lights and stuff. And I remember they asked me to come to see her. And she told me, well, you know, what is this? Do I have to order this? I'm like, yes. Literally, the only thing I said to her the entire time was yes, yes, yes. But you left. But in French, you were like, we, 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 we madame, we, c'est ça, ouais, exactement. That's exactly, that's it. I said, we, we, and that was it. And then she left. I'm like, okay. And anyway, uh, then I think something like two years later, she became the premier of uh, Quebec. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a story. So, I mean, as far as like celebrities, I, I know it's, you know, I, I never, I didn't really meet like Hollywood celebrities or any like world renowned politicians, except for maybe Brian Marie and, and a couple, you know, but um, I think, I, I mean, I've, I, I know I've met more actors and actresses over the years, just, just like by coincidence and stuff like that. I, I, I don't, they don't, I don't recall them right now, but I, like we talked about the Montreal Canadians, how you had tickets and stuff. I've let a, I've met a lot of Montreal Canadian players over the years, and um, aside from the standard like you know that you know Saku Koiku who was a nice guy and all that stuff, um, I played in some ball hockey tournaments and stuff like that as a goalie where I met some ex Montreal Canadian players who are not too nice, um, mm. like not the good ones like the you know they're really the the guys, the fourth liners who oh, like the bail out, yeah, the bail out really like some of them are, and they're really cocky and no good. And I, I, I think I played in one tournament on in one quick game. It was like a 20 minute game or 40 minute game. And I stopped a couple of shots on this, on this ex Montreal player or whatever. I'm not amazing or anything. It's just, you know, whatever. Um, and he would, he came by and he like gave me a shot with a stick a couple of times. And then, uh, I think the last time I got up and I, I punched him in the face on my blocker <laughs> and I told him like, don't, don't ever touch me again. I don't, I don't care who you are. And he didn't like, he just, he, he went away. And, I, um, and another time I met the early two thousands, I think after we graduated from uh, high school. So we were in college or stuff like that. I met Sheldon Surrey and Cristobal Uwe and all those guys from that team of the Montreal Canadiens. Um, it might have been a little bit later. It might have been, I want to say, 2003, 2004, 2000, something like that. And I, we were down at this, this uh, bar slash restaurant. And then at nighttime, it turns into a bar. And then during the day, it's like a restaurant. And so the tables change and all these people come in. And, and they, they just finished playing a game and it was late. It was like 12 o'clock at night or something. And they were dressed in their suits and all that stuff. And they were coming in. And you keep in mind, all these, a lot of these guys are married and have families and kids, right? And, and they, it was, they were just really... Um, Arrogant? Yeah. Uh, 
really flaunting you know what their money and stuff and all over like you know women flock to them so they're really into that and just uh you could and and we were at the door i was with a couple of people i don't think you were there it was uh maybe the other mike was with us or he came later and there was you know somebody's birthday and um you can get you're in an ear pitch from from where they are like you can you can hear everything they're saying and they're like talking rude to the waiter to the waitresses and the girl at the door and they're just it just well, they weren't pleasant you know and um one of them i saw in the bathroom in the urinal and say hey are you are you good you know like they don't want to bother you like they just they're just there to drink and meet women and so though that that those guys didn't leave a good uh taste in your mouth uh they didn't leave a good impression you know like you know stuff like that yeah yeah actually one guy i met i just it just came to me uh, right now um this is about oh 12 years ago um I, at the time, I was going to a gym not far from where I used to live, and they used to have a sauna there. And I remember once as I'm coming out of the sauna, I saw JSP. Oh, yeah. I was going out of the yeah, I was going out of the sauna, and he was going in. And I remember he had a I think he was a, not a trainer, but someone he was working with. He was a big dude. Like this was a guy was maybe six seven six eight, probably about three fifty like this big black guy. And I remember he had his back to me and I'll never forget this. This guy is probably five, seven. And I was looking at his back. This guy's back was like a bull. Like this guy had muscles in places. I don't even have places. Like he was that big. And um, he might've maybe looked at me and read it on me, said hi, I, I, or probably even, I don't even remember. But I remember just looking at it. I was like, man, if this guy punches, man, this guy could uh, probably break through steel. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, you know, like he was, he just looked that strong, this guy. So. Oh, he was, I heard good things about GSP. Yeah. He he seems humble. Very, very humble, humble very humble, respectful uh, person from Quebec. Uh, Just like very nice with the fans and yeah. So that's that, there, you know, there's good stories out there about people, though, celebrities, yeah. and uh, uh, I find it's, it's either hit or miss. I find you know, you find some uh, good ones, some bad ones. Also, too, like a guy sitting or a girl sitting at the at a coffee shop or something eating, and they're just trying to enjoy themselves and be left alone. And then imagine somebody coming up to you every two minutes, say, I have a picture, can I have an autograph? Uh, who are you? Oh my god, I'm so starstruck. They probably get that 24 yeah. 7. It's probably hard to, to be like. You know, like, uh, like you know, maybe they don't get enough privacy or whatever. That's it. I mean, actually, I heard stories, even uh, Andre the Giant, at the end of his life or the last maybe, I would say between, they, they, they said, like, more towards the end, like maybe the last 10 years, Andre just did not, he just did not like people. Because, you know, people would ask him, you know, how tall are you? How big are you? You know, can I see how big your hand is? Yeah, they wouldn't and ask think- him. They wouldn't be respectful and be like, hey, how are you? How's your day going? Or you know they they like they want to oh you're a you're a you're a freak Seven like you're tall you show me your fist touch my face like there's got to be a yeah. there's got to be some kind of respect there both you know uh, when you see people like that like just don't assume that's because they're a celebrity you could bother them that's it and plus to you know at his size you know like he needed two chairs to sit on an airplane yeah so it's like life was very difficult for him so on top of that you had this issue 
with people that just, you know, kind of look at you like you're a freak. So that's probably one of the reasons that, you know, he just didn't like people at, at the end. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, also too, like there's uh, some celebrities too, like also too, it depends how fame goes to their head. Like uh, actually once I was at a club and I saw Tila Tequila there. Hmm. It was at one of the clubs I was with. Yeah. That, that, uh, I was at. And um, anyway, she was like on stage there. She was dancing away. And everybody was like, they were going nuts over her. Like they were looking at her like she was God. But I was like, okay, she's, let's face it, she's like a B celebrity. She's not, you know, nothing great, like compared to all the others. But I mean, you know, she, this is about 2009, 2010. And um, anyway, now like you don't even hear from her. So she's yeah, kind of like the flavor of the month. People disappear, right? That's it. What is the best dishwasher detergent to use when using a dishwasher? Wrong answers only. JMS says bubble bath for kids, lots and lots of suds. Karza writes liquid Drano. Carolyn writes Tide laundry detergent. She says her mom did that once. Oh boy. Howard writes bleach. Andreas writes white shoe patent. Joseph writes fog machine fluid. Rick writes Mr. Bubbles. This has been the Mr. Mike podcast, wrong answers only. And I had to redo this ending just so we can get the new music in. Some of the ending got cut out, but don't worry. We had to cut a little bit of out. It was just us being silly. Check us out on YouTube, on our new YouTube channel. Subscribe, follow, check us out on social medias. Mr. Mike MTL on Twitter, on Instagram. Wrong Answers MTL on Twitter and Instagram. And Sim Simma, you're getting the extra shout out. So thank you everybody for tuning in. From Mr. D and Mr. Mike, we'll see you next time.